section 312. We have a full pack show for you today, so stay sitting in section 312. Today's episode is brought to you by Fast Money Lifestyle Clothing. Fast Money Lifestyle Clothing is an up-and-coming Chicago Southside brand that started back in 2012. You can go check out fastmoneylifestyleclothing.com for the latest merchandise and tour dates and drops. And you can also follow Fast Money underscore Sean on Instagram and Fast Money OJ as they publicize their tour dates and music and merchandise. Go check them out. Proud sponsor, Section 312, Fast Money Lifestyle Clothing. Today's episode is also brought to you by The Closet. The Closet is a designer clothing brand store with used clothing that's open from Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. They get new stuff every single week, and this week, they got Louis Vuitton into the store. They got a Louis Vuitton bag into the store. They're located at 606 South Illinois Avenue, Carbondale, Illinois, on the Strip. Open from Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Those are our sponsors for our show. Today, we talk baseball is finally here it's gonna be a long season we talk some tournament duke is gone we got nba playoff previews and we have an all-new starting five the video games that we would revamp or remaster that haven't already gotten you know a significant comeback so stay sitting in section 312 and let's go Today, it's it's been a day, Miller. It has been a goddamn day. Oh, it has, my man. It it has. It has. So, you know, I, I woke up early. We're recording this late. It's been a long last grind the last couple of weeks out here. I wake up this morning, seven thirty in the morning. I don't get up. I haven't gotten up at seven thirty willingly in. I don't think ever. I wake up to the fire alarm in my apartment just blaring. I wake up in a panic. I'm like, what the fuck do I got to grab? I got to get my backpack. Got to get my Xbox. Got to get out of here. My fucking roommate burned an Eggo waffle in the microwave. Let go my Eggo. He burned a fucking Eggo waffle, bro. How the fuck does that happen? I don't know, but it happened. I've been up. I'm grinding, but I'm here, man. I also did my taxes today. I feel like an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, doing taxes is an adult thing to do, (laughs) but back to the uh, burning Eggo story. I can believe that. You know, as surprising as that is, I can believe that because back when we were children, I was at Marcus Kamadi's house and he, he, as a child, would love Easy Mac. And we're in the basement. He ran up to make Easy Mac. Well, I guess when it says fill to the wa- uh, line with water, it means fill the to the line with water because he put it in the microwave and we came up and smoke was coming out of the microwave. He caught that he caught the Easy Mac on fire in the microwave because he didn't fill it with water to the line. So I totally understand uh, that fire reference. But you want to talk about fire, we're going to jump right into it with teams that kind of are on fire in the MLB right now and that's the Milwaukee Brewers, Christian Yelich is is an animal. Yeah, man, I I think it's a worthy start for this uh, beautiful baseball season. It's the opening storylines. Christian Yelich is fucking killing it, bro. He is mashing out there. 
four I think four home runs, four games. He 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 cooled off. He he lost the streak, but he had a game winning hit. Man, dudes dudes wrecking. He's seeing the ball. He's he picked up right where he left off with this. Uh, after the MVP caliber season, man, dude's a beast. Um, Brewers look good, dude. Are you are you worried? Goldie's looking good for the the Cards too. Three home runs in a game the other day. You know, I saw that, <clears throat> and let me tell you, I'm not worried about any other team except for the Cubs themselves. You know, the Cubs were putting up 10 runs a game, except we got shut out eight to nothing against Atlanta, but it's our pitching. Our pitching is trash. Our pitching is not good. Carl Edwards, he keeps leaving that hanging curve over the middle of the plate. I think he needs to be put into a package deal with Addison Russell and shipped off somewhere. That would be nice, but you know, I'm not. It's it's very early in the season. It's very early in the season, and just as worried as I am about the Cubs, how how are you feeling over there about the White Sox? Eloy Jimenez, he's not looking too good through like five games. Bro, it's it's we are five games in and we're already in the basement. This is, I mean, and this is it. I, I you know, I, I thought, you know, third place, man. You know, we got, we got some shitty teams. The Tigers are going to be garbage. I was like, all right, the White Sox can at least like not embarrass themselves. Well, off the bat, we're looking like we're looking like that. Um, Eloy two hits, batting one thirty three. Abreu is only hitting home runs. Um, we have right fielder, right fielder Daniel Palka batting a zero batting average, zero for fifteen this year. I mean, you know what? The one thing I will say. No, you know, I, I can't even say it about the pitching. Nova's the only the only good-looking thing so far. He throws seven runs. I mean, they're 13th in the AL, 518 ERA. Ooh, pick me. Pick me. <laughs> what you got to say? What you got to say? Lucas Giolito just threw a seven, like a seven-inning shutout the other day with a no-hitter into the seven. So, I mean, he's been looking strong, too. But I, I get what you're saying. You really need to rely on the Carlos Rodans and the Ivan Novas. And I believe, don't you guys still have David Robertson, too? No, no, no. I'm pretty sure Robertson's gone. They traded him. So, so who is – oh, you got the Kelvin Herrera. Yeah, the, the bullpen is hot garbage right now, man. I mean – Hey, I, the Cubs are right there, too, though. Our bullpen is ass. It's somebody needs a, a Chicago. Let me put it this way: a Chicago team needs to go and get Kimbrel and Keuchel. Someone's got to do it. That'd be a filthy one-two to get. I mean, I don't think the White Sox are there yet. I just don't think that it's worth the money at this point. I mean, the 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 White Sox's bullpen though, it just it looks terrible. I mean, they they they're relying on two. They have two relievers right now who have thrown over an inning. And don't ha- and would like have one or two earned runs allowed. We have well, five- we're in this we're in the same boat though because Tyler Chatwood walks everybody on the planet Earth, and you Darvish walked seven batters in three innings. So our bullpen is just as bad as the White Sox, and it shouldn't be. I mean, it sucks. You you can't you can't in in baseball now. You you cannot go into the seventh or eighth inning and give up a run or two every time someone goes out there. I mean, or even two out of three nights, you can't be given a bronze in the seventh and eighth inning. And the White Sox, five dudes, five dudes with less than an inning pitched and at least one earned run allowed. And that's being generous because there's only one person that actually has that. Everybody else has at least two earned runs or less than an inning pitched and an earned run allowed. It's fucking brutal. Well, you want to know it's really cool for pitchers, though? What's that? When pitchers hit home runs. Ooh, okay. And I don't know if you saw the stat tonight. Yeah. Zach Granke hit two home runs. Oh no, Bumgarner just hit one though too. 
Yeah, Granky hit two tonight. Oh, no shit, man. I mean, dude, Grinky and Bumgarner mash for pitchers. Like, they're they're notoriously good pit, They're good hitters. I don't know why, but, like, Bumgarner for sure puts a lot of uh, love into his into his uh, at-bats. It's, it's pretty cool. But I feel like those are the only two guys in the MLB that if they go through with this DH and the NL rule are going to be the ones that are upset. I think every other pitcher in the NL is going to be like, thank God, get me the fuck out of there. Don't make me bunt anymore. Well, hey, Carlos Zambrano used to love the bat. He used to love the bat. He would go up there and just take big hacks at the ball and try and crush it. You know who I feel like would have been a good hitter would be CeCe. I feel like it's always these thick-ass pitchers that are up there just because you got that that big ass driving through, man. Put CeCe up there. He'd mash. He'd hit 300 home runs if you put him in the outfit. I got a hot take for you right now. Yeah. What if for the All-Star game... We have a separate home run derby of nothing but fat pitchers. I feel like, man, I feel like that's the thing. Can we get Bartolo Colon out of retirement? He's, or is he still pitching? No, he's he's done, right? No, he's still pitching, I believe. <laughs> I think he's in the minors. Wouldn't that be awesome? We got CeCe. We got Bartolo Colon. Uh, Kevin bump? Gregg. Kevin Gregg can go th- hit. Uh, Bobby Jenks can step in there. Oh, I and forgot about Bobby Jenks, dude. Get the big man out there. Fuck yeah. Who is who is the other? Uh, there was another really big guy that used to be a closer. Uh, Broxton. Yes, dude. Jonathan Broxton on the Dodgers, dude. That dude threw fucking gas, too. That yeah. would be an intense home run derby. We'll, we'll bring the fence in maybe 100 feet, but... <laughs> That would be cool. Just give them metal bats. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we'll give them metal bats. And none of that BB core shit. Like the old school, like fucking C4s that they used to make or the voodoos, man. Just let them fucking go out there and mash. You just make contact and that thing goes 400 feet. But who doesn't need a metal bat? How about Bryce Harper, man? He hit that bomb, that monster home run in Philly for his first home run. And the crowd went nuts. They gave him a curtain call. They're. They're treating him like royalty. But, I mean, he's also getting booed. I feel like it's just like the Philly way, man. They're going to love you when they love you, and they're going to hate you when they hate you. And I'm not one to judge another fan base because Chicago has their own faults in that regard. But, I mean, Harper's, uh, he, I, I, I got to be honest with you, man. And we're gonna, I'm going to get to this later with Zion. I'm so sick of hearing about Bryce Harper and Zion Williamson like in the in the general media it is killing me even though we're going to talk about it and i'm being a fucking hypocrite right now about it i am so sick of bryce harper he is the most average player that is like he's notoriously overrated everyone in the mlb calls him overrated three hits two home runs i mean four walks i guess he had a bomb tonight in dc of course and he always happens to pull through with the home run to like put himself on sports center but like outside of that he's a pretty below average player outside of the power yeah. yeah, I mean he's good. He's still a good fielder, and he's young, and he puts he puts asses in the seats. But it's that I I have a question for you. Good. Is free agency dead? I think in the MLB it is at least until um. I mean I I think I mean it, it's already been talked about. I don't want to get into logistics because that's not what we're about here. I feel like they're going to go to a lockout in a couple of years. We won't see baseball for at least a couple of months during the season coming up. And I think after that, they'll restructure free agency in some way. But I think until then, it's going to be dead. That's why all these dudes are signing long-term deals now. I mean, uh, speaking, 
speaking of the long-term deals, yeah, Ronald Acuna just signed with the Atlanta Braves, you know. All these guys are, you know, getting their extensions now while they're on the table and worth the money because they're seeing the Bryce Harpers and the Manny Machados and the Keikels and the Kimbrels who are still on the market without a team, you know. It's not like Keikel didn't get an offer from the Astros last year. He just wanted to test the market, and now that's coming back to bite him in the ass. I mean, yeah, well, I think it's a great deal for Acuna, too. He's, what, 20? 19 i mean eight years 100 million he comes out of that 27 28 he's going into another prime contract he'll get another big one probably even bigger deal or at least more general value per year i mean it's a good deal for him and it's a great deal for atlanta i really like it a lot yeah so i i like the acquisitions by all these teams by reaching out and offering extensions and you know there's the free agent market that's trending in a downward spiral faster than the Miami Marlins and the Miami Marlins nobody wants to go and play for him Derek Jeter doesn't seem to know what he's doing but you know everyone still has faith in Derek Jeter you realize at one point the Miami Marlins had Marcelo Zuna Christian Yelich Giancarlo Stanton D Gordon and Jose Fernandez rip Jose Fernandez first off but yes I mean they were gonna lose him but, I mean, it is bad, man. No one wants to play for the Marlins, and as a result, no one wants to go see the Marlins. I mean, I, I pointed this out to you, and we'll put the picture up on social media at some point because it's definitely out there. The, you, you, did you see the stands for, for no. their second game? No, Bro, I didn't see them. Bro, um, I, I checked baseball reference. 6,750 was the attendance and that's like ticket sales that's not like raw people that actually showed up 6750 it looked like a minor league game slash like high school college game wow the lower the lower concourse was like half filled and like there was no one on the upper decks maybe like one row on the upper deck i have a business proposal then you want to buy the marlins No, I don't want that shitty franchise. I want season tickets, and we'll sell the we'll sell the tickets to like right behind home plate next to Marlin Man. If they let him back in the stadium, you can sit on his lap, and we'll you know super cheap tickets. You know, uh, you know, I think how we get in good graces to get some cheap ones, right? How bald guy of the week for Derek Jeter. Um, you know, we could we could make that happen. Brett Johnson, you know, he's starting to work with uh, the Miami Marlins. Derek Jeter's his boss, so we could make that happen. We Derek's gonna the- Derek Jeter's gonna be like, Mr. Johnson, what the fuck is this? We can oh, him- sir, this is your ball guy of the week. We can get him. We can get him a Microsoft Word art uh, laminated piece of paper. I think we. Yeah. I think we're big on that. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll mail that. Well, Coons got his, and he really appreciated the ski. So that was awesome. Yeah. Um, Shut up, Brad. Baseball. Baseball's back. It's feeling good. I'm ready. Oh, one one more note though. Manny Machado ran out of grounder, bro. That really? Millions paying off. Yeah. 0 for four with an RBI. Ran out of grounder on a fielder's choice. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Dude, Manny Machado. It's uh, yeah. He's he's not looking good right now. But he's just, you. Do you uh, regret not signing him? Fuck no. He, dude, Machado is he's he's mailing it out. 
He's going to San Diego. He's got three hundred million. He's chilling on the beach, and until they get any talent around him, he is mailing it in because he knows that there is no pressure. Well, there is pressure on him, but there is no expectations because that franchise never has expectations. Yeah, and you know, speaking about franchises with expectations, we're going to jump right into the next topic and Duke basketball. Their expectation was to win the national championship. But they seem, ever since the tournament started, they seem to be barely squeaking by each round. And I don't know necessarily if Zion's still hurt a little bit. I don't know if he's supposed to be the one to do it all or if his team, you know, couldn't live up to the level he was. But it seemed like every game was a dogfight and it really shouldn't have been. So here's here's my take on it here, you know. So, uh, first off, UCF played him well. We talked about that last week. UCF should have won outside of a miracle shot. Virginia Tech played them fantastic, too. And Michigan State was able to actually do it. Um, it's been talked about a lot. Coach K got outcoached in almost every round, but uh, I don't want to harp on that too much. What I'm going to harp on is I think my strategy or my thoughts with it is the teams you're playing now are too well coached and way too good to rely on three relatively inexperienced players to carry your entire team. You can win on these teams if you have some veterans and some older guys that have been there, have done that, have some experience, and can hit a good bucket or two to get you ahead. But they had nothing it looked like. Duke was strictly relying on Zion to get in the post, back someone down, and throw in a dunker and easy layup. That was it. Yeah, I mean, Zion Williamson is a freak of nature, and... You know, sometimes he can't be stopped. Other times, you know, he it looks like he is being stopped, but the man's a freak of nature. And I don't know about you, but I have done the draft simulator, and it's not looking good for the Bulls to get that number one spot. The more, the, the many times I've done it, the Bulls somewhere land in between the number seven and the number three they never really get that top two so i'm a realistic expectation is for the bulls to stick with that number four pick i think and try and get somebody like a john morant or a cam reddish yeah, you're hoping that those guys fall to you at that point. I mean, I feel like I feel like we're going to see John Morant and Zion after this uh, kind of workout session go one and two, but I, I'm I'm hoping that you know we we see some people and we see some playmakers pop up in the the top three. So brackets are busted, and that with that, I want to move to the other crazy game from Sunday. Auburn ends UK's season. UK a low key favorite, but. Bigger news came out later this week on Monday. Not an April Fool's joke. Coach Cal is getting tenured. He's chilling at UK for the rest of his life. I have some sources. Went to UK. They know that they know Lexington. Coach Cal already owns the biggest house in Lexington. He he has like these big marble columns. Dude's like house sticks out in the middle of fucking Kentucky. It's like fucking a Massachusetts house that he built in the middle of like, you know, a farm up there. What, what's he going to do there, man? What, what, what do you think about Coach Cal? Well, Coach Cal got paid. And I have uh, my girlfriend, my smoking hot girlfriend, her friend. Uh, my girlfriend's friend went to the University of Kentucky. And she said that, you know, she went to park her car in the parking lot 
one day and she went into like a coffee store or something. She came out and coach, uh, coach Cal actually parked right next to her. And she's like, Oh, coach Cal, coach Cal. And, uh, he like waved to her or something that was like the highlight of her career at Kentucky. So that's my special insider. But I mean, I guess he's going to just keep driving around getting coffee. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, $9.2 million a year. I'll stay there forever. You can't fire me pretty much unless his uh, payments catch up to him. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, can, we, can we keep it on the topic here real quick about the college coaches? Because Fred Hoidberg is the new coach at Nebraska. Oh, that's right, dude. Hey, man, good for Fred. I think, you know what? He's a great college coach. He's I think he is. I think he is a very good college coach. I think just Garf and Pax, they didn't you know, give him enough to work with. And I don't think that necessarily, I believe, I think if he would have stayed now with the team that he has, uh, that the Chicago Bulls have now, I think it would have played out more because he's got the younger guys straight out of college that can, he can relate to, but an arrogant Jimmy Butler and an aging Taj Gibson and veteran guys like that, that have been in the league longer than Fred Hoiberg's been alive. You know, it's like, I, I understand the situation and I understand the process that it takes to try and get a number one draft pick by firing a better guy than Jim Boylan, who is just, I, you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of principal vagina on Rick and Morty. Okay. <laughs> Why do you say that? Just, he seems like he shows up to work to do his job, but he's he's not above average, but he's not an F. He's like a D minus. He just passes. He's just there. Yeah, he's just a body. He's just the there guy. But well, yeah, st- sticking with the college, you know, Fred Hoiberg, new good luck at Nebraska. Thank you for making us suck in Chicago. We really appreciate it because now we're going to hopefully get better and get a better draft pick. But Texas Tech, are they good? Are they for real? I think, dude, Texas Tech is fucking amazing, bro. They are a good basketball team. I don't think we'll get to it next. I don't think they're the best team left. But I think they're sure as hell the second best team left. I think... Uh, I think Gonzaga played a great game. I really think that Gonzaga did not falter at all in that game. I think Texas Tech is just better, man. They're experienced. They have some great players. I think Texas Tech is is the real deal. And I think they're going to give Michigan State and the Texas Tech game deserves to be the second game this weekend. It's going to be a fucking shootout. It's going to be dope. It's, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. And I need Texas Tech to win very badly i need so, texas tech to win and then i need the cavaliers to go to the finals so that's a great segue there because the section 312 bracket is still alive and well our pool there's a slight chance because virginia pulled it off a fucking work of a miracle someone some might say a shot of destiny and they, um, oh god, I'm gonna fuck up this guy's name. Diakite, I don't wanna, I don't wanna botch the first name. Hits the wildest, one of the wildest things I've ever watched. Um, they're shooting free throws. Game looks like it's out of reach. Down by two. 
miss the free throw ball bounces away there's a scramble for the ball there's a wild pass and then a fucking just slight hook shot slash like kind of just floater in to floater in wins the game with two seconds left but i think the biggest story of that game whoa breaking news breaking news Lakers guard Lonzo Ball files a $2 million lawsuit against his former big baller brand co-founder. Wow. Things are heating up, not only in the tournament, but LeVar and his company may be going down the shitter. Big baller brand is dead, bro. Big baller brand is so dead. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... What did what did you expect when you're putting five hundred dollar basketball sneakers? I mean, it's only for big ballers, I guess. I mean, here's the thing, right? I I don't have a problem with the sneakers. I mean, they're overcharged, but you know what? If you're selling them, good for you. The problem was that people weren't getting them. They were like the wrong colors. They were the wrong shoes. They were like busted when they got them, or like would bust right away. I mean, it was more the issue with the service. I feel like than it was actually the big baller brand shoes themselves. I mean. Although the Lakers did say that uh, Lonzo might have serious ankle damage because of wearing them because they were so heavy or something on his ankle. Wow, I did not hear that. But I, did you hear he just signed a uh, a shoe deal with Puma? Hell yeah, man. Hey, go get your money, Lonzo. I'm, I'm all for that, dude. Make some cash, you know, capitalize. I mean, he, he you know, he's still... I don't want to call Lonzo like, you know, it, it might be over for him or, you know, he might be kind of um, fading out of the spotlight per se, but I think it's good for him to go get some cash. Good, So good for Lonzo to do that. Okay, so I got to jump back, though, to UVA, unless you have anything to say about LeVar Ball, because I know that you're a big baller. I, I am a big baller, but I'm balling on a budget today, so we'll keep it with the Cavaliers. <laughs> okay, sounds good. UVA... The biggest thing in this game, the UVA-Purdue game, Carson Edwards is a human fucking man-missile out there. Dude drops 40. He is fucking... It was disgusting. Dude could not miss from three. He's chucking the ball up from fucking five, ten feet behind the three-point line and just drilling shots. He was the only person... I mean, he had half their points. He was the only dude on the team that could score, man. Yeah, I mean, he had a very good game. And it's unfortunate that Purdue lost. But Virginia, I said it from the beginning of the tournament, I think the third time is the charm. I think they would have beaten Duke in the finals. But this Auburn team is legit. And I thought it was going to be Kansas. I I really thought it was going to be Wofford. but, (laughs) um, But the Virginia Cavaliers, that guy, man. That guy. That guy. My guy, the ladies guy, Kyle guy, banned from the state of Indiana after sinking Purdue. I mean, it, it seems like, you know what, one, you know, two, two of the three of their best players will have a good game. One of them maybe doesn't, but you know what, it's keeping them afloat. They're running to a good matchup against an Auburn team that matches up with them. Great. Auburn deserves all the credit in the world. Um, 3-1-2, obviously, for the bracket's sake, is pulling for UVA. But, I mean, Bruce Pearl has Auburn fucking rolling right now, man. They're hitting threes. They're playing fast. They're out, they outplayed Kentucky at Kentucky's own game. I mean, and they make a good matchup for UVA, man. They're, they play the kind of chaotic style that um, UVA really seems to struggle with. So it'll be 
a fantastic day of games on Saturday. I am so psyched for the Final Four. Sad that there's no more Thursday-Friday basketball, but I'll take it for these four. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I can't wait for the game on Saturday. Uh, I don't even care really about the Michigan State game as long as Virginia makes it to the championship and I have another week of football or football of basketball that actually is going to mean something to watch besides just seeing who wins, you know. I was going to say we're going to get to it later, but football is down dead in the spring. So there there is no more football to look forward to. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I want to take it up, but we're going to take it up a step. We're going we're to go to the pro level. Let's let's do a little NBA. Yeah, uh, the Suns, they suck, but Devin Booker keeps dropping fifty like every single night. I think it's the I think it's the perfect tanking strategy. You're getting hype. Your guys are playing well. Aiton's looking good. The Suns are looking good, and then they keep losing. It's the perfect perfect tank style. If only take. They could copy this. Hot take. Okay. Draft night happens. The Lakers offer the Suns LeBron James for the first round pick. I I think if you're the Suns, you don't take that man. I mean, if the Suns get the first overall pick, dude, you do not give up Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Zion for LeBron. For Devin, LeBron, and Ayton. No, no, no. LeBron, LeBron, we're going to talk about. Well, actually, great. Lead into LeBron. LeBron's retiring for the season. I mean, wh- why would you? Why would you want LeBron? He's focusing on Space Jam Two this summer. He's focusing on his TV shows. Bro, bro. Yeah, bro, bro. I saw that. I saw that. He's. You think he's gonna do the MJ thing? You think he's gonna retire mid-contract here, go do his stuff, let the Lakers suck for a couple of years, and then get some draft picks, and then he'll come back and he'll finally win the ring with LA, and then he'll retire on top. That would be wild. That would be a crazy take if he actually pulled the Jordan, but he just left just to actually film Space Jam. Now, I mean, I don't think he's, I mean, I think he's just done for the year. I think he's just done for the year. He's going to be, you know, take the summer off. He's going to be filming Space Jam. And I mean, he's, he'll be back and he'll be back next year. Can, well, can we just say right now, I, I don't even think Space Jam 2 is going to even be as good as the first one. There's not going to be a Bill Murray. You know that Bill Murray's not going to be in it. So it's not going to be good. They're gonna, I, 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 they're gonna change the opening song, and I'm gonna be so sad because one of my favorite moments as a little kid is hearing that going up to the Space Jam, like that that fucking song. I want that. Like, keep the '90s song, keep it fucking rolling. Do not change that shit. I swear to God. The Space Jam. All right. <laughs> yes, yes. Warner Brothers, do not fucking do it. Don't do it. Keep the good shit. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. But um, the Bulls are, like we mentioned, they're comfortably in the number four spot right now for the lottery. I wish we could lose some more games. But do you really enjoy watching these Bulls or the young youth Bulls? Because I don't know who this Lemon Jr. guy is or this Selden kid is, but... I, I don't know where they're pulling them from, but they're doing a great job at losing. Oh, man, <laughs> I'm, you know, seriously, I hate watching these fucking tanking bulls, but almost in a comical, satirical sense, I fucking love the tanking bulls. 
it is a blast watching these guys. And hey, I mean, you know what? Look, look, look. We'll we'll look at it on the bright side, right? They get these guys get a chance to show their NBA, like show the, their talent level at the NBA level. They get to play against some teams, they get to build some experience, you know, and they maybe get to get themselves a job. Good for you, get some money. But I mean, <laughs> bro, they're they're so bad. Like it's. 21 wins, man. We're at the end of the season. 21 wins, and we can't even be bad enough at being bad to be in the hunt for a player that you actually want. Like, there were two or three potentially franchise-changing players in this draft, and the Bulls are going to find a fucking way to get the fourth pick and not get any of them. Now, if you are the general manager of the Bulls, uh, do you see any trade package that we could offer to possibly move up into the draft if we don't land that number one pick that the Suns or uh, the Grizzlies? Is that who it is? Or it's the Knicks, the Suns, us, and Memphis? Or Cavs. No, the Cavs. Yeah, the Cavs are really bad. Um, Is there any package? Who could we give up that they would want? I I would... Chris Dunn would be in the package. I mean, I, I think Robin Lopez would be in the package and I would throw in that draft pick and probably the next year's draft pick. I mean, you're going to have to give up two ones. You're going to have to give up Chris Dunn. You're going to have to give up Levine. You're going to you're gonna have to give up Markinen and or Wendell Carter Jr. You're going to have to give up all those guys. You're going to have to give Markinen up with the first round pick. Like, that's the only way. And I mean, I think the Bulls would have to trade their short of trading their whole team. There's no deal. So we just got to hope we get lucky like the year we got Derrick Rose. Because well, we had a 1% chance to land that number one pick. Let's hope Let's hope that the NBA wants to pull some strings uh, to get a good player to the Chicago market. I mean, I'm worried. My biggest fear is that New York is sitting right there, and Zion in New York is a moneymaker for the NBA. So I feel like that's going to happen. And but Zion in Chicago is a moneymaker too because Zion just looks like he would – he would be so sexy and red. Have you seen the people who are putting the goatee on him and he looks just like Khalil Mack? No. <laughs> Man, we're gonna have to we might have to post that on there too. Yeah. If you put a if you put a goatee on um Zion Williamson, it's Khalil Mack. It is like the same person. Oh my gosh. So the NBA playoffs are coming up. You know, we'll get into that more in the later in the weeks when they're finally set and we know the matchups. But, you know, let's take a word here and break for our sponsors. You know, today's episode is also brought to you by Swazo Painting. Uh, Swazo Painting has been painting the Chicagoland area for about 20 to 25 years. You can give Raul Swazo a call at 630-272-2096 for free estimates. They do interior, exterior, staining, power washing, removing wallpaper, tile. You just want to change the color in your life or you hate that mustard yellow in the kitchen give Raul Suazo a call 630-272-2096 or email him at suazopainting at iCloud.com so we have no interview this week the two of us are going to free ball this one so Quentin we have some news coming up though and I think this is a good time to plug that yeah we do have some news coming up we are in the works to drop some merchandise. We have t-shirts, sweatshirts, 
dad caps. We're going to be coming out with stickers, I think maybe mugs and iPhone cases. We will have that all up and give you guys more information about that when our IT guy launches the website because he's so set in stone with this website right now that he wants to put it all onto the website. I don't blame him, you know, but we will have merchandise start coming out soon. I'm excited for it. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Matt's putting in some work out here, dude. IT guy Matt's always killing it out there. I mean, I got I to be honest with you. I'm excited about these dad hats. I'm a big hat guy myself. Got to cover up this dome. It gets sunburned super easy. I, I am a big dad hat guy. I am loving what I'm seeing about these initial dad hats. The sweatshirts look dope. I mean, it, it, it's some cool merch, man. I, I love it. We got the killer logo. I mean, yeah, man, it's fucking stylish. Maybe we could talk to the closet about getting some stuff in there. Oh, yeah, we can do that all the time. That's what I'm uh, trying to work on. But it's all going to be done through a website. So you guys can go on, click what you want, all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. We'll have promo codes for you guys listening, probably promo 312 or something like that. But it is in the works. Merchandise is coming. We have more guests lined up. Uh, down the way uh, we still got to email Kelly Kroll I think I'm going to do that maybe tomorrow and try and set something up we have uh, a couple good guests entrepreneurs and you know people within organizations that will be coming on the show very soon uh, but yeah it's fun yeah. fun time <laughs> oh yeah man we got the good shit going on here we're making some moves out here hopefully trying to branch out this 312 brand keep it rolling Keep it stylish, keep it sexy, just like us. So with that, Quentin, are you cool to move into some segments? Because I am super excited for all of our segments this week. Yeah, I'm I'm down. I'm ready. We're done. We're done. We basically talked about oh, you know what? Before we move into the seven to the segments, I want to, you know, take a step back and really talk more about the Chicago team that we really haven't been showing some love lately. And that's the Blackhawks, man. We mentioned them a little bit last week. And, you know, I think that they're still in the hunt. I think they're still in the hunt. I don't think they're eliminated yet. I'm pulling up on my phone right now. And yeah, the Blackhawks are dead. They're uh, they're eliminated. So we can move into some segments. Let's go, Blackhawks. We'll talk. We'll see you next year. Sorry, Blackhawks. We 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 tried here, but you know you got to give us something to work with. You either got to be tanking or you got to be fucking winning, <laughs> or you got to be the White Sox, where I can just be pitiful and sad about you all the time. Um. Okay, so I want to talk about Ball Guy of the Week first things first. My man, fucking Charles Barkley, who we're going to have to try to get one of these things to. He was balling out. He was having a fucking time of his life. Auburn is rolling, and he is just loving it. Auburn alum. Dude is going nuts. Big, big shout out to Bald Guy of the Week is Charles Barkley. One of the kings of being bald, by the way. He is. He was killing it on the... T- on the um, and be on the uh, tourney set. I was loving it. They had it all decorated. He was Auburn swagged out. Good for that dude. Good for Auburn. Too bad you're going to get your ass beat by Virginia and Charles is going to be pretty upset. But Charles, we'll get you We'll get you your Microsoft Word plaque. You know what I love the most, though? What? I like Charles Broccoli. <laughs> Bro, I love these pun commercials. And maybe it's just like the dad in me, like the future dad in me. But like these, the pun commercials with like the dogs and then the food, man, I, I geek for those. They are so funny. 
And it's just this terrible humor, but it just gets me going. You know what else gets me going, Quentin? What? What gets you going? A little bit of karaoke on a fine Saturday night. Oh, I'll be doing it this weekend for a bachelor party. Hell yeah, man. Bald Guy of the Week is brought to you by Karaoke Taxi. Adventure Taxi. You want the best entertainment around? How about a little bit of an adventure? A little bit of singing? Hell, maybe you can dance. Quentin and I can't dance, but maybe you can. Karaoke Adventure provides DJs and karaoke for any occasion. I mean, we're talking birthday parties. We're talking family gatherings, block parties. Hell, fuck it. You want to go on a night with your friends? Just sing. I mean, I, I think I mentioned Country Roads Take Me Home. You a little, little Blue Oyster Colt. Play some cowbell in the background. I got one on hand. Karaoke Adventure brings everything to you. They have it all. They have the PA, the mics, the TV, the lighting. You don't need to bring anything. Just a good time. Um, I mean, over 30 years experience, they're branching out. They're in the Illinois area. Uh, contact Eric Michaels today to learn more about it. Follow them on Facebook. Phone number 773-732-6597. Karaoke Adventure on Facebook. Go get you some singing. Have a good time. So moving right along, we're back. We need to get like some music or something for the starting five. Like, and now you're starting line up for a ridiculous topic. And then we'll go into it, you know. We need some type of some type of music, and I'm going to find it. I'm going to work on it, and it's going to be great. But today we have a new starting five, and it is our starting five video games that we would like to see remastered or revamped for an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4 or a Nintendo Switch. And you guys know the rules. One of us will start, the other person will give two, and then it will go back and forth, snake draft, until we have five. Man, I love this one. I had so much fun. I was texting you earlier. I was like, dude, I have so many of these. Like, this was just a trip down memory lane as a little kid. Some okay. of these you're going to hear and you're just going to go nuts. So I get to establish a ground rule first. I tried with most of these to pick things that were pre-2014, hadn't been, haven't had anything out in five years. Okay. But are we allowed to pick games that have had remakes of different versions or like, like let's say like you can do um, Fallout no. 2 or, or because they've made a new Fallout, you can't do that? No. If they have, uh, if there's sequels to it, I, you know what? That's, so you're you're saying like a remaster Fallout 2 itself? Um, okay, no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sell. I'm just gonna show my hand here. Um, I'm gonna plug GTA San Andreas. I can't. You, we we can. I would love to remake GTA San Andreas, but actually the same shitty graphics and everything. Just put it on my Xbox. They already have that. Fuck. I it's already think. on the Xbox Live Marketplace. You can literally go on there and download it and play San Andreas on your Xbox. Well, I know what I'm doing for the next five days. Okay. Then we'll I'm start. saying I'm talking video games like San Andreas that they could do the same storyline and the same scenery and everything and just remake with bitchin' graphics. Oh, oh, don't worry, dude. I got plenty of those, too. So we're going to be fair with this one. Heads or tails? Call it. We're going to go with tails. Siri, flip a coin. Heads. So I believe that's me? Yes, it is. All right, I will start off the list first with the game that I knew you were going to take right out of the gate, Twisted Metal. Bro, that's that's literally number one on my notes that I have yeah. here. So, yeah, yeah, I know it was. Number I know two. it was. Dude. Oh. Twisted Metal was one of those games that was just a 
blast to play and they made some shitty remakes of it like twisted metal black and stuff like that but twisted metal i remember twisted metal 3 was the one that i started on and it was awesome if i have an idea for any game developer i want a battle royale game like fortnite but twisted metal you guys start in random garages throughout cities or something, and the garage opens, and you drive out to start, and it's a survival to the death of Twisted Metal Battle Royale games. I think that would be fantastic. Dude, Twisted Metal was such a fucking blast. I loved it. I was shocked when I Googled it, and I realized they hadn't made one since 2014. That was on my list, so uh, it was shook. All right. So uh, I have one that I know, or at least I think uh, you haven't, you don't have on yours. And this game means so much to me. I played it so much as like an eight-year-old. The Simpsons Hit and Run for GameCube. That game was a classic. It was GTA for kids who weren't allowed to play GTA because their parents didn't let them. Yeah, and it was the smartest thing that that you know company had ever done i remember that game was revolutionary you your friends at school would be talking about hey did you play simpsons and run how far did you get have you done this have you got all those b cams all that bro that fucking last mission is so hard it's utterly impossible i still can't beat it as an adult but yes i lost my simpsons hit and run a couple years ago and i'm terribly saddened because i have so much fun playing that game as a kid that's a game that you could still probably plug in now and have like a blast playing it on the GameCube. Yeah, that that is a good game that I would like to see remastered. 100%. Okay, oh, this is back to me. We're snaking now. I, we were going back and forth before. Okay. So GTA San Andreas is out. You already got Twisted Metal. I mentioned this with uh, actually our interview with Brad Coons. I want NCAA football to come back. Remake NCAA football for me. I want to be able to run the triple option at Georgia Tech and beat everybody that I play in that game because I just fullback dive every play for four yards. You know, that was my number two on my list too, but I changed it a little bit. I said just NCAA games in general because the March Madness game was very fun as well. In all the NCAA games, you could play the games. They had the mascot mode where you could have the – 12 on 12 or the 11 on 11 football mascots and stuff like that so i think that would be an awesome remake so you did take my number two yes bro dude i the best was um you play stanford because stanford had the trees so none of them had hands so it would just like absorb into the body it was always stanford versus syracuse were the two best to play against because the syracuse orange and the stanford tree had the dumbest looking mascots ever in that game it was a, it was a blast see i like the terps i like the terps a lot also um alabama with uh the that, elephant that makes yeah. absolutely no sense for the crimson tide but hey what, what do i know but uh that's a very good one and you know what i'm going to keep it on the realm of sports right here with my number two and backyard baseball it it used to be for the pc i would love to see pablo sanchez make his return to the big screen on the next box one or playstation 4 what what was what was the girl's name ranisha or something oh no wait which one are you talking about the one that could pitch really well that was taller the shorter girl that was super fast no, I'm talking the bigger, the bigger girl that had the power. I, dude, I don't remember. I don't, I don't have the. Um, I, here, let me pull up the backyard baseball roster. But yes, I remember. Um, you always had to go Pablo Sanchez as the uh, number one. 
by the way, uh, kind of controversial now looking at it, but <laughs> what do I know? The one kid, he, and he was like overloaded, dude. He was totally OP, man. Every stat he had was uh, through the roof. Yeah, I mean, and there was that kid in the wheelchair, I believe, that was crazy good at pitching or something. Dude, Kenny, oh, man. Kenny something. I can't think of his name. Okay, oh, um, oh, God, okay, here. I'm just going to read off some names here. Um, let's see. Oh, man, do they have a roster here? Do we Keisha. Keisha Phillips. That's who it was. Keisha. Miss Keisha. Oh, okay. Here it is. There is a backyard sports wiki. There's not even just a um there's not even just a regular Wikipedia. There's a full backyard Okay. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna list off some names. Um Pablo Sanchez, Pete Wheeler, Kimmy Ekman, Maria Luna, Kenny Kawaguchi, who was the kid in the wheelchair, Luan Lu, and Angela Delvecchio are the, the top pages, the top hits. I can go through some more names if you want to. No, no, that's good. It was Miss Keisha, and there was Amir Khan, the two Khan brothers that were always the shortstop and second baseman who were really good, and that Dmitry Petrovich kid, you know. But that would be my number two is the backyard you, baseball. Wait, were you thinking of Jocinda Smith? No, Keisha oh. Phillips. Oh. Type in Keisha Phillips so you can see the image of her. I saw her, I saw her, I saw her. <laughs> All right, so moving down the line, my number one was Twist Metal. My number two was Backyard Baseball. My number three, I would like to see a good Gauntlet game. Oh, fuck, dude. Gauntlet was a, that's a classic for the 64, but they like have that in arcades, so I didn't know if that like. Well, they have, they made a remake too that was for like the Xbox One or 360, but it was still like an art. It wasn't great, and I would like to see a better Gauntlet game because I grew up on Gauntlet. All right, all right, good deal. So I'm on three and four. All right. When I say this, because this game is probably like in your periphery, and it wasn't mine until one of my buddies brought it to Madison for his cube because he found it in his basement and we played it a little bit. Congress bad for day. Bring it back, dude. The most vulgar video game ever for like an old school console. Congress bad for day was a fucking blast, dude. And playing it as an adult makes it even fucking funnier. Yeah, that game was awesome. I remember back in middle school, I used to go over to my friend like Jonathan's and he used to have it on the 64 and we were playing on the Nintendo 64 and you were like this little squirrel and he was yep. like trying to get laid from like this plant and she opened up like her flower hands and her big flower boobs were just like out and it was it was a weird game it was like teddy bears had like green blood and stuff dude uh i have a vivid memory of you and i hanging out when we were like youngins at one point and like we go over to that dude's house and like there's just sunflower titties on the screen and i'm like the fuck is going on it was an it was a um imprinting moment of my childhood for sure but yeah, Congress Bedford is just fun to play to begin with now, actually. If you like play it, play it. Um, okay. Moving on. Hmm. I have some really good ones here. Uh you know what? All right. I'm gonna save the the more cartoony game for later. And NFL Blitz. I want to do NFL Blitz. You had the <laughs> I'm stealing Quentin's left and right here. Okay, um, before you go on with this. 
we're going to tie in there that the street games also count as blitz. So like NBA street and NFL street and blitz kind of all fit under that same category. So yeah, I agree with you that I would love to see all that be brought back. I loved NFL street. I was playing that my freshman year in my dorm. I like my roommate brought a PS two and like he had NFL street and I think I kept him up at least a week straight just playing. Um, NFL. Dude, Michael Vick's a badass in that game. You just run around the corner. You could always beat people to the corner, and then he was just gone. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so NFL Blitz, though, was, like, a kind of, like, more, like, realistic game. But, like, dudes would break their legs mid-game, and you could just, like, give them steroids in the locker room, and there was, like, a risk chance. So, like, you could, like, be like, yo, bring him back, give him some HGH, and put him back on the field. You, like, load him up on pills. And I don't think the NFL liked that very much, so they got rid of it after a while. But the Blitz, was, the NFL Blitz was fantastic. Yeah, that was a very good one. So this back to me now for my uh, my two yeah. last picks. Yeah, yeah, these are your last so, two. So far, I have Twisted Metal, Gauntlet, and Baseball. For my number four, I don't know if you ever played this growing up. I want to see a new Burnout game. Uh, Burnout, Burnout's been coming out, though, hasn't it? No, they haven't made a new Burnout in a long time. And it was uh, so much fun, the uh it was basically just crashing your car and trying to do as much damage as possible and you try to just floor it through the sitting and just try and take out everything in your path and that game was really fun but uh that would be my number four would be burnout i was a big burnout guy i like i like burnout i think they had one for the 360 but it was like early on and it didn't do very well because there was like one classic burnout game for the ps2 that was just fucking awesome and for my last game, you probably never played it. You might have not have even heard of it. It was for the original Xbox. It was called Jet Set Radio Future. And you were these kids that loved to graffiti with spray paint, but they were rollerbladers. So you would rollerblade throughout the city and you would fight these like you wouldn't fight them, but you would have to like spray paint them or tag them is what they would call it. It was called Jet Set Radio Future. It was a really cool game, and I played that for a while on the original Xbox, and I would really like to see a Jet Set Radio Future for the Xbox One. All right, yeah, I did not play that, so I can't comment on it, but I mean, I can fuck with just graffitiing shit and roller skating around. All right, um, last one. Because GTA San Andreas is gone, so I have Simpsons Hit and Run. I have NCAA football, or actually any of the NCAA games, Congress Bad for a Day, and NFL Blitz. And I have one, I'm deciding whether I want my number five or my honorable mention. Yo, I, I'm going to say fuck it. Pokemon Coliseum. That game was the tits for the GameCube when it came out. I played that shit so much as a little kid. Pokemon Coliseum, if you didn't play it, was the biggest classic of like this like kind of fighting pokemon game and it was like i could never get anywhere in the story i was terrible at it but it was so fun to play you know that game still right now is going for 60 dollars resell oh yeah man it's it's like smash bros it's it's an all-time classic for the cube <clears throat> yeah that was a very that was a very good game i'd like to see if they uh if they made like a coliseum like two i don't know if they made a coliseum two but just like a pokemon coliseum two for like the switch would be dope i think they had i think they had a couple of spinoffs but i don't think they hit like pokemon coliseum did do you have any honorable mentions i have a couple honorable mentions uh 
My first honorable mention would probably be Luigi's Mansion. I would like to see like a Luigi's Mansion, like a Luigi's Villa, maybe, where it's a town that he would have to solve mysteries or something from. Kind of like a Super Mario World, but we'll make it Luigi like ghost themed. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, um, another one of my honorable mentions would be Destroy All Humans, where you're the alien going around through the towns, you know. That was a very good game. And for the PlayStation, for all the PlayStation users out there, I would love to see a new Sly Cooper. Oh, shit, dude. I forgot about Sly Cooper. That Those games were fun. Yeah, dude. Okay. Yep, yep. Big thumbs up to that. I, I, could, say, I could get behind that. Okay. Um, let me cut through mine here really quick. I'll just, I'll just rattle them off. Um, A was... So I already... Uh, a is any Mario sports game, and I know that they kind of have made them, but like the cube ones, because those were way more of a classic, I'd say. Um, but except that, for Mario Party, because Mario Party fucking blows. Yeah, it, they've gotten they've gone downhill, but Mario Party don't count as like a sports game. Um, I'm talking like Mario Golf, Mario Baseball, Mario Tennis from like way back when. Those games were bangers. Um, okay, Pac-Man Worlds, I played. Pac-Man Worlds, well, yeah, Pac-Man had like they had like a game where it wasn't like Pac-Man. Like where you like kind of like joystick around, it was like an interactive kind of like Crash Bandicoot style. Um, yeah, 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 like Crash Bandicoot style, like Pac-Man open world game where you had to like, uh, yeah, it, 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 Google it if you haven't heard of it. It's it's it will be worth your time. So Pac-Man was a cannibal and he was walking around eating these ghosts. Yeah, kind of. There was like uh, the ghosts were weird too. They weren't like they made them like they kind of looked like uh, condoms. Just like blue condoms that look like some scrubby little legs, <laughs> slash like Smurfs. Um, okay, uh, last one is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, or Tony Hawk Underground, particularly uh, classic late '90s game. Total, total. Anyone, anyone from the late '90s, like kids in their 20s and 30s, grew up on that shit. It was a blast. Sold a ton. Popular everywhere. Great game. Bring it back. Yeah, Tony Hawk Underground was awesome. I remember playing that for the PSP. Um, yeah. I, you got any other honorable mentions? Because I think we nailed it. I was going to say, man, I, I think we hit all the, the big ones for sure. So that was our starting five of video games that we would love to bring back or you know remaster, revamp for the coming future. Just games that we think children nowadays should you know get the chance to play rather than feeding them Fortnite down their throat and unless it's apex go play apex shout out apex although don't let your kids play congress bad for a day they'll, yeah you don't want to do that they'll be scarred thinking about sunflower titties for most of their life but i was reading the outline for the show today and is this a new segment i kind of like this the fame or fraud I do like this. It is. I was trying. You know, it, we can work with the name a little bit, but I wanted. I, I wanted to play with it. I, I thought a little fame or fraud though sounds like a fun kind of quick hitters. My goal with this was like, we'll see if these are for real. We'll see if it's fake. We can go celebrities. We can go like events that are happening. We're today. I wanted to talk about NBA playoffs, but I was thinking, are, are these guys for real? Or are they going to exit early? Are we calling them out right away? Okay. Okay. So, so I'll jump into it with you right now. Just just initial gut reaction. Clippers, fame or fraud? I think they're fame. You think I so? Think, I think they get past the first round. You think? Okay, yeah. And I, I think that's kind of how we'll play with this right now, right? Like a first round, they're, they're the sixth seed. Um, 
the three in the West is the Rockets right now. Ooh. Oh, Austin Reddick's going to be pissed with us when he hears this. No, I think they're going to be fraud. Ooh, he's, he's pulling out for our friends over at RMP. Okay. <laughs> well, I love James Harden. So. <laughs> good call. Good call. Um, cause yeah, I mean the, the nuggets and the, um, <clears throat> the warriors are fighting for the top right now. All right. All right. I'll, I'll just keep it going here. Uh, Pacers five seed in the East right now. Who would they play? They're playing the Celtics as of today. Fame. Fame. Uh, you know, Noel Adipo. I'm going to say fraud. I, I think the, I think the Celtics will pull it out. I, and I, and if the Celtics do lose in the first round, I think there's going to be some big changes going on in Boston this summer. Yeah. I mean, well, Kyrie's gone. I feel like that's kind of guaranteed regardless, unless they make it to the finals. Yeah. Kyrie's going to New York. Yeah, for sure. I 100% feel it on that. Okay. Uh, next one. Blazers three seed. They just lost the, the Nurk Nurkic. Who are they playing? That's a good question. I think the six seed in the West right now. Oh wait, I'm, I am burnt. I'm literally looking at both these teams. The Blazers will play the Clippers. So the Rockets are the four seed. Oh, well, then I got the Clippers as the fame, and the Blazers are going to be the fraud. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. Don't even know how to set up my own segment, silly me. Okay. The Utah Jazz. They're the five seed, and they'll end up playing the Rockets. Yeah. They're they're going to uh, You know, Donovan Mitchell, I could see the Utah Jazz sneaking out of the first round. We'll, we'll, for our friends over at RMP, we'll, we'll, we'll spin it this way. The Blazers will drop to four. The Blazers can be frauds. The Clippers can drop to seven. They'll be, they'll be fame. And then the Rockets will beat the five seed. Uh, or I'm sorry, the Jazz will be fame. Blazers are fraud. Clippers are fame. Rockets are fame till the end. Okay. Last one. The Milwaukee Bucks. You already know where I stand on this. I already told you who I got coming out of the East. But but first round though, I think I, I mean. Where are they playing first round? Is that Detroit? No, Detroit's like the six now, dude. I'm pretty sure the eight in the East is. Oh man, I think the eight in the East is like the Heat. No, I know the Heat aren't even. I know the Heat for a fact aren't even close to to being relevant anymore. I think they're actually eliminated. Had to throw a little spin zone in there, man. Oh, it is the Heat. Wow. Yeah, there we go. See, my NBA knowledge is up to date. Wow, Orlando slipped out. And Charlotte's not eliminated either. Um, You know, nah. Eh? Nah. I'm going to take Milwaukee. Unless Father Time can figure out how old his knees are going to hold up. You know, I don't know if Dwayne Wade's got it. And Hassan Whiteside's been trashed this season. So... Oh my God! Could you imagine the poor Bucks if Dwayne Wade just averaged thirty in this first round? Just I would love it. I would love it. I mean, I'm 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 pulling for the Bucks, man. I'm a big Giannis guy, so I'm I'm pulling from here. I think the Bucks are fame, but I thought it was worth throwing out there with the Heat. It might be a little bit of an interesting matchup there. Yeah, that'll be that'll definitely be fun. But I do like the segment, the fame or fraud, a lot. All right. Um, All right. So I I want to move into this first things first. 
we got to do some football talk here because there has been a little bit of NFL news. Quentin, the AS, the AAF is officially canned. Dive. Well, it's not canned yet. It's suspended is what they said. They're suspending play. But we don't, think, we don't think they're going to start up again. And I want to just say I think it's the curse of Johnny Football. You oh you're gonna blame Johnny Football as the uh, well they were doing fine they were I mean they were playing football and Johnny comes in signs a contract and now they don't get to play football Johnny Football comes just brings death with him wherever he goes <laughs> he soaks the cast out of the cash out of the room faster than cocaine off of a glass table um, okay here here's my thoughts on the AF first things first the AF is like when you when you break up with a significant other. The significant other being the NFL. You're going through some trouble. Things are ending. You're kind of getting the scaries with it. Y'all break up. It's rough. You're not feeling it. And then you know you're just like, man, I really need someone here. Like I just I need someone in my life. This is you know this is big. And then it comes. Yeah, right yeah because I need to be cuddled too. And then you kind of get into a relationship and and you just kind of go this is a lot of work and not what i thought it was when i was with this person they they didn't hit the sweet spot the nfl hit the sweet spot the aaf just came in that was like at first i was like oh baby we're gonna get more football it's not gonna end and then you get about a quarter way through and you're like wow this is pretty subpar and crappy yeah let me let me sum it up real quick so you're saying you know Week one, we're like, oh, shit, Trent Richardson. And then week four, we're like, oh, shit, Trent Richardson. We're like, we're cheering for Trent Richardson right now. Yeah. I, the AF is like when it's, I mean, it's when you get that yearning for something that you've lost or it's coming to an end and you're like, oh, God, I need more of this. I need more. And then you kind of get into the shitty stuff and you're like, this just ain't doing it for me right now, man. The AAF is just about as bad as Le'Veon Bell's music video. The song yeah. is good. But the music video is really bad. And and that is a great segue because Le'Veon Bell drops his video on Twitter and is and he posts it with the, the title or like the caption, What y'all think? Fire or trash? And Keenan Allen quote tweets it and goes, This ain't it, Chief, and puts the trash logo next to it. It had a hundred thousand favorites. Yeah, I I thought that was hilarious because I don't know if you actually listened to Le'Veon Bell's mixtape, but the mixtape was pretty good, and it landed at like number sixty on the top one hundred charts. And I thought it, I thought the his mixtape was actually pretty good, but the music video it just didn't make any make any sense. And you can tell in the music video you're like, this is a football player, like he's moving around out here like he's a little stiff, you know, he's, like he's been banged up a little bit. He he sounds like future a little bit. It's kind of like the the vibe I got with it. Like he kind of had that like low kind of like growl, like grumble, kind of like mumble to it. But like I don't want to call future mumble rap necessarily, but well sometimes it is. But like he kind of had that like low kind of like a little bit more auto tuned. Like I was yeah I, I was uh, I thought it was I thought it was fine. I just was cracking up at the fact that Keenan Allen called him out, and then all these NFL players were just like like commenting on it and like responding. Like I saw hella favorites from different NFL dudes that were just loving him, just like calling him straight out on Twitter. Yeah, so I mean he he dropped the music video. The music video was trash, 
But um, yeah, that's crazy. The AAF is dead. The XFL is about to try and be revived. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is launching a new career, I guess, as a uh, musician. And baseball's back. The playoffs are going. Wait, the I, tournament's I, coming. I'm kind of sad. I got one more thing to say about the F. I'm kind of sad that we couldn't buy a Chicago team for like five thousand dollars and just run a team. We could add the section three one twos. Could have had three. Yeah, we could have. We could have owned the AAF franchise in Chicago because they didn't have one. It was just sitting there waiting for us. That's crazy. We throw Robbie G up with some football pads and. <laughs> Brad Coons will get back out there, revive, you know, the career. And it's, a, it's all of our guests. It's all of our guests. All of our guests. Yeah. Dot. All of our guests that will be coming on. You, you're invited to tryouts. Bearman playing center. Love it. Bearman with the full gear. We got oh, yeah. Don Walker in the bear head and everything just. Right. That was so funny. Dude, that was dude. how the. Don's uh, awesome. We I, gotta I, talk to Don better when uh, when the Bears get closer here. But that think, was awesome. I think we should get him on at about preseason time. Yeah, yeah about the, a couple weeks after the draft. See what he thought. I think he goes to yeah. I think he goes to training camp too, so we can maybe get a training camp scoop from him. Our inside. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try and slide down to Bermanet this year. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, one more thing, the XFL, right? Because you mentioned it, and I just had this thought. I was in the shower. Thinking about what video games I was going to pick. And I had the thought. The XFL should put one pro wrestler on every on every XFL team. And they should be allowed to just wrestling move a guy at least five times a game. Like, I want to see Steve Austin just playing wide receiver or, like, playing, like, linebacker and just run up and, like, pick up somebody and just give him the Stone Cold Stunner. Dude, I want Andre Johnson at center. Or Andre Johnson, Andre the Giant. I want Andre the Giant to be resurrected and play center. I was gonna say, man, don't put poor Andre Johnson at center. Yeah, oh yeah, Andre the Giant. Put him in D tackle or something. Right. Batista, just Batista bombing people out there. John Cena, you can't see. John Cena goes invisible for a couple of plays, man. You, you, we, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm glad that you brought that up because we're gonna talk about this right now before we end the show. It is being hosted by Alexa Bliss, who is pretty good looking. WrestleMania is this weekend. It's Triple H versus Batista in a no holds barred. I quit career ending match. Did you see the promo that Batista gave for Raw? No, I didn't. Fill me in. It was four words, and the crowd went nuts. He said, <laughs> Triple H kiss my ass and did a mic drop and everybody went berserk bro wait so wait wait wait. you gotta you gotta explain this to me a little bit more than for my uh pea brain over here so they're they're fighting and it's like both of their last matches or like whoever loses it's their last match no it's both batista was basically shunned from the wwe and he didn't get to like retire how he wanted to retire and triple h is just old and decrepit now and moving around fragilely fragilely and being punched by ronda rousey and stuff like that so batista came back and you know he wants to go out on his own terms he wants one more match on the grandest stage of them all and he wants it to be against the guy who basically took all the glory and spotlight from him and 
basically what's going to happen is Batista's going to win because that's what's going to happen. Triple H is going to retire, Batista's going to retire, and then it's going to be a whole new like era officially. But I think this no-holds-barred match at WrestleMania on Sunday is going to be the first time in a long time where we actually see blood again in the WWE. Man, that is a lot of years of steroids out on that mat. That is a lot of steroids out on that mat. Yeah, like 50 power bombs and 200 pi degrees later. Like, how many guys you're going to... All right, yeah. It's crazy. A lot of syringes falling out of pockets on that one. It is crazy, but I think that wraps up about the show for a little bit. You know, I don't know if there's really anything else left to really talk about involving the sports realm and everything. So, I mean, you guys, you know, the viewers, you guys can go follow us on Twitter at O Section 312. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel, Section 312, where we post weekly uh, interview videos with some of the guests that we have come on. Go follow uh, official Section 312 on Instagram. Section 312 official is the Facebook page. Go give us a like and follow some of our sponsors and everything on there. And yeah, I mean, we got a lot more good content coming out. We got merchandise coming out soon. The Cavaliers are playing on Saturday, so go to your wherever you go watching. Root for Virginia because we, God, man, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped for this game. I can't hold it in anymore. I need the Cavaliers. I need the Cavaliers. You have no idea how bad I need the Cavaliers to win and Michigan State to lose. I need them. Quentin needs it. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Do it for this kid. He's dying over here thinking about Virginia. Yeah, uh, we got we to gotta post this Marlins thing. That's for sure. I want to post a Congress fa- bad for a day, and I might have to validate myself with this Pac-Man World video to show people that I'm not bullshitting anyone with this. And the condom-looking ghost. All right, people. I think that's it. We're going to wrap up here. We love you, beautiful people. Take it easy. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.